0: guys, welcome to Speckled, a beauty podcast that explores the science behind the beauty industry by looking at what's actually inside our products. Each episode, we're going to explore a different trending ingredient by talking to industry professionals and getting their expert advice. I'm your host, Jen Anderson. Welcome back to Speckled. This week's episode, I am so excited for. We have not only one or two guests, but we have three today to talk to, and I am so thrilled because we're also talking about one of the coolest ingredients. Right now, I am seeing all of these products everywhere with this really strange, exotic ingredient, and I thought to myself that this needed to be an episode. So today, we're gonna be talking about snake venom. I know what you're thinking. Snake venom sounds incredibly dangerous and like you don't want to die, but don't worry. I thought that too, but we're actually going to be talking about a synthetic snake venom that is something that's been popping up everywhere. So to start off, we're going to be talking to Ed Myers, who is a postdoc in the Department of Herpetology at the American Museum of Natural History in New York. And after we talk to Ed, we're going to talk to a brand that actually uses synthetic venom in their products. Apparently, it's one of the best anti-aging ingredients out there, and it can be even better than Botox for some people. So, super excited about this episode. I can't wait to hop in. Let's first talk to Ed and learn a little more about snake venom. Real and synthetic, because I feel like that's something that I need to talk to a professional about and get his personal knowledge and area of expertise. I do not know, as a regular person, anything about snake venom. So, hi, Ed. I am so excited to have you. Welcome to the podcast. How did you first get involved with herpetology? What kind of background and training did you have to go through?
1: Um, well, so... I've always been interested in uh, reptiles and amphibians, particularly snakes, ever since I was a little kid. And so I went to college knowing that I wanted to work with reptiles, but not knowing exactly what I could do. And so I did my undergraduate at Washington State University, and I started working in a lab there um, doing a population genetic study with a species of snake. Uh, And I thought it was really cool. I I loved doing lab work. I loved doing the analyses and especially like doing the field work. And I started reading a bunch of um, the scientific literature and um, a lot of the papers that were published by this guy who became my PhD advisor. And I really wanted to work in his lab because he had lots of PhD students and everybody in the lab worked on snakes. And so I applied to work um, in his lab, which is at the City University of New York. Um, And I moved out there, which is, I'm still in New York. um, And I got a PhD and now I am a postdoc researcher at the American Museum of Natural History.
0: So coming from somebody who has absolutely no background, I I don't know much about reptiles or snakes at all. Um, What can you tell me about what you know about snake venom? I'm very interested because there's this huge trend right now that there are these beauty products that have snake venom and bee venom, and it seems on the surface dangerous um, but I, I, I obviously don't know much about venom at all all I know is like those horror stories of people getting bit um, so do all snakes carry venom? It, are there only poisonous ones and some non poisonous ones? How does that work?
1: Um, yeah so that's a really good question and there's a couple of things that should be pointed out so first of all there's um, a distinction between poisons and venoms and so snakes are venomous and so to be venomous you have to uh, have a a toxin that's secreted in specialized tissue and then a specialized way of ingesting that toxin into usually a prey but it can also be a predator so they can be used for for capturing prey or defense um, and then poisoning is something that has to be ingested and so you can think of the differences like okay a snake is venomous because they're biting you know, mice or lizards to eat them, whereas a mushroom or a plant is going to be poisonous because you have to eat that to actually get sick from it. Um, and a lot of people say poisonous snakes, and that's just kind of a, a misnomer. <laughs>
2: um,
1: and then your, your other question, so that is actually something that has been um, kind of debated in the literature. And I think right now, most herpetologists agree snakes and a larger group of lizards that snakes are related to actually should be classified as venomous because they have um, a specialized gland in their mouth that secretes a toxin. Um, But something that I think is really important to point out is those lizards. So there's things like alligator lizards and um, iguanas. They might produce these toxins and other snakes might produce toxins like garter snakes or boas, but they're not venomous to humans. There's a lot of snakes that um, have a they're rear fanged, and so instead of having fangs in the front of their mouth, they just have one on the back, and they secrete a toxin, and that rear fang is actually grooved, and so the toxin can run down that groove into whatever they're biting, and they oftentimes have to chew on their prey to get that venom injected, but they'll have a toxin that's very deadly to lizards or toads, but if it gets injected into a human, it's really not going to do anything.
0: So then what about the ones where if it does come in contact with the humans, what does it do? It, the ones that, that are, are venomous, that are dangerous.
1: So there's two main classes of venoms. You can think about them as being either hemotoxic or neurotoxic. And so hemotoxins are doing things like breaking down red blood cells, um, destroying lipids, uh, digesting muscle tissue, etc. cetera, whereas neurotoxins – are basically just shutting down the central nervous system. And they can either do that by blocking the release of neurotransmitters from nervous tissue or by blocking muscles ability to um, detect those neurotransmitters.
0: And the only way that that would happen is if it gets into the bloodstream. Is that right? Is it so like through, through teeth biting down?
1: Yes. Yeah. So it has to be injected. And so there's actually evidence, and I'm not going to suggest that anyone do this. I certainly wouldn't do it, but there's evidence that you can swallow venom and it's not going to hurt you.
0: Yeah, I don't want to test that out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
1: there are, for example, some species of cobras that can spit their venom. They have specialized fangs with a small hole, and if they squeeze venom out of it, it can actually spray up to like maybe six feet away from them. And if that gets in your eyes, it does cause problems and, and can cause blindness if enough gets in. Um but if you just get venom on your skin, it it's it can't actually like leach through your skin into your bloodstream.
0: Okay. Well, I mean that's that's good to know. So then would there actually be any benefits of being in contact with snake venom, be that on your skin or in the bloodstream?
1: So that's a good question. Um venoms themselves are very complex. I think the best way of thinking about them is being um, kind of a cocktail of different proteins and peptides that are in the venom gland of snakes, and so there can be you know hundreds of proteins and, and peptides in this, hundreds of different kinds. Um, and so, for example, the beauty product—I looked this up. Uh, I think the most common one that is produced is Sin ake It's like S-Y-N A-K-E. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, and so, I mean, that name alludes to that it's synthetic snake product. But I think they're after one particular protein. And so it's not like they're having you rub the entire venom component on
2: your skin. And so I think having what's um, what comes out of the venom gland of a
1: snake in your bloodstream is not good, obviously that has evolved over millions of years to kill prey, and so it's also dangerous to um, other mammals like humans. Um, But there has been some work with pharmaceutical companies where they are interested in designing new drugs um, based on venoms found in snakes and spiders and, and other venomous animals. And so there are some examples where pharmaceutical companies have identified specific um, peptides or proteins and extracted those and then synthesized them and use them either for things like blood thinners or um, to treat high blood pressure. And so I think there is some benefit of, you know, using venoms as kind of um, the starting point for looking for new kinds of drugs or, or new treatments to disease.
0: I think that's more interesting that it's being used in the medical field than with like beauty where it's like, oh, you can look younger and youthful with plumping skin. Like I, I think that's more interesting like I, that it's it's being used as blood thinners. I think that's that's really cool to me. Um, and I, I, I do, I, I feel like it's most of the stuff that's on the beauty market is most likely synthetic, at least from what I've seen. It seems like they just want the results that would s- duplicate what it would be like if it was venom so
1: Mm -hmm. right Um, and and so this is always just rubbed on the skin right
0: yeah correct
1: the ones that are snake venoms. okay so it's not like botox where you're injecting it
0: no usually the uh the ones that i've seen have been creams um serums uh like face masks um yeah usually topical
1: okay yeah, that's interesting because Botox is also designed from a, a toxin, right? And that's produced by a bacteria.
0: But that's not, I mean, there aren't any like Botox that's made out of venom. Is that right?
1: But I, I don't think so. No, I was, I was asking you.
0: I mean, that would be super dangerous. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: potentially be very dangerous, right? Yeah. I wonder if these creams also have other products in them, right? Other, other ingredients that are potentially anti-aging.
0: Correct. Right. Yeah, so it's it's not just solely like the synthetic venom, but that's what they're marketing as like the big, you know, marketing device that like people will be attracted to, you know, like ooh, it's venom, it's fancy.
1: Yeah. Oh, huh, that's interesting. So I I actually I was curious about this cuz before you had contacted the museum, I actually didn't know that this was a thing. Um, and so I, I looked up what exactly this toxin was that they are synthesizing and putting in these creams. And so it's from the temple pit viper. It's a species that's found in Southeast Asia and they're, they're really beautiful snakes. If you Google pictures of them, the species name, if you want it is a uh, tropidolamus wagleri. I
0: not um, even know where to spell that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I know. And you see it and you're like, wait a minute, how do you actually pronounce that? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so the interesting thing about this venom is that they have four novel peptides. Um, and so they're, they're novel in that they're only found in this species. And so these peptides have actually been named after the species. And so um, they're called Waglerins. And since there's four of them, it's just Waglerin 1, Waglerin 2, up to four. Um, and so this thing is actually one of the the classified as a neurotoxin and so what it does is it shuts down the diaphragm When it's injected in mice, it shuts down the diaphragm so they can just, just stop breathing Um, and so I think what the idea is with these creams is that this neurotoxin that is synthesized from From this venom is Stopping muscle contraction and so it stops the wrinkles in the face
0: Right.
1: Is that what the thought would be there?
0: That sounds about right, yeah. I mean, it's heralded as anti-aging. I don't know if that's really, I mean, that's that's what, at least the products that I've been seeing have all been anti-aging, anti-wrinkle, that kind of thing.
1: Uh-huh, uh-huh.
0: Well, cool. Um, So, just so I have my bases covered and I don't get any backlash... If you did happen to come in contact with snake venom in your bloodstream, what do you do?
1: Uh, the best thing to do is just get to the hospital and get anti-venom.
0: And what is antivenom?
1: So antivenom is it's, it's designed so that it will stop any of the, the um, toxins in the venom from you know breaking down tissue or acting on the central nervous system. And really, the way that they make anti-venom is pretty antiquated. It's what they do is they take a small amount of venom of a particular species, like you know a rattlesnake or a pit viper or um, a coral snake, and they actually inject it into um, horses or sheep. And, and it's a small enough amount that it doesn't kill the animal, um, but there's it's a large enough amount that that animal then produces antibodies to the venom. So the antibodies are you know catching the the proteins and, and stopping them from doing any harmful activities. And then they take some of the blood of that animal and they spin it down and they take those specific antibodies out. And so if you do get bit by a venomous snake and you go to the hospital and get antivenom, what they're injecting into you is just the antibodies for snake venom that was produced in a horse or a sheep.
0: And there isn't any, anything newer that they haven't come up with? <laughs> I feel like that, I mean, that people, seems like a lot of work.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of work, and it seems a little medieval, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, people are working on things. I know that there's, there is some drug development that is focused on neutralizing toxins, but that is the only thing that's currently on the market that's approved.
0: Interesting.
1: And wow. the thing is, a lot of people are actually allergic to this. You know, I mean, it's Seriously. coming from the blood of a horse or a sheep, and so injecting that into it doesn't work for some people.
0: So then what happens to those people if they're allergic to it?
1: <laughs> uh, they have to stay in the hospital and just wait it out.
0: Oof. Yikes. Well, I hope I'm not allergic to that. I also hope I don't ever get bit by a snake, but you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, no.
0: Cool. Awesome. Well, I those are all the questions that I had. I feel like I've already learned so much more than when I came into this. Thanks so much for coming on the episode. Now I want to switch gears a little bit and talk to a company that actually uses synthetic snake venom in their products. Simply Venom is so innovative in the way that they use synthetic venom and I'm so thrilled to have both co-founders here today with us to talk more about the brand and what they do. Do you both want to introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about what you do at Simply Venom?
2: I'm Dr. Monica Lalore. I'm an attending anesthesiologist and co-founder of Simply Venom Skin Care.
3: Hi, I'm Dr. Milia Millich. I am an attending anesthesiologist in New Jersey, and I am co-founder of Simply Venom Skincare.
0: Awesome. So I want to know, you're both anesthesiologists. What made you say wow, we should get into skincare. Like, what made you make that jump into the beauty industry?
3: Well, it kind of all started with our family and friends. Um, They kept coming up to us and asking us, why can't we do cosmetic facial injections? They're like, you guys use needles every day. And we actually use big needles (laughs) because we do a lot of procedures. So we thought about it and decided why not? You know, as anesthesiologists, we give injections. We use needles every day in procedures. So we decided to get trained and become certified by the American Academy of Facial Aesthetics to do the cosmetic facial injections. So after a while, we quickly realized that these procedures had risks, they had side effects, they were expensive. So since we were doing this for our family and friends, we decided to create a more safe, cost-effective alternative to the injectables. And that's how we came up with Simply Venom Skincare. Um, we saw an opportunity to use our expertise as anesthesiologist to offer a different approach to skin care. So by combining powerful active ingredients with a deep delivery system, we you know developed simply venom skin care to give real results.
0: So then, what's the difference in ingredients that you were using in the injectables compared to the daily and uh, nightly creams that you have?
2: Well, um, the difference between the day cream and the night cream is there is a microalgae skin tightener in the day cream um, that uh, really feels nice and um, firming for your skin. The the other aspect is a little bit lighter so that your makeup goes on really smoothly. The um, night cream has um, squalene. And has some deep overnight hydration properties, along with its collagen boosting. So it's a little bit thicker, more dewy, for uh, a really great feel.
0: And then you have this ingredient called Synox. Am, am I pronouncing that right? Synox MD. Yes. Yes. So,
2: um, well, Synox MD is the key to Simply Venom. It's our proprietary unique blend that includes a peptide complex that actually mimics snake venom. It has a delivery system uh, that we call PYF that helps enhance penetration of active and all of the ingredients into deeper layers of the skin for uh, superior results. The results of this in our formula is proven anti-wrinkle, firming, collagen forming and hydrating properties. Um, The complex itself enables us to have uh, incredible results. Clinical trials showed people have a 52% reduction in fine facial wrinkles after a 28 day application, along with um, boosting collagen up to 76% for just an overall visibly smoother, more even skin tone and surface.
3: And I just wanted to just mention, again, how important the delivery system is, because without this delivery system that really makes all of these key active ingredients more potent, you're not going to get those ingredients into the different layers of the skin where they work. So otherwise, the ingredients are just going to sit on the surface of your skin and not really do anything. So the the delivery system is key to bring those ingredients where they need to work. And that's why we get great
0: results. And that's the PYF, the purified yeast? Yes. And so what, is that something that's very common? Do a lot of companies use PYF or is that more um, specialized to your skincare?
2: The, the There are companies that use delivery systems. Uh, ours happens to be a superior delivery system because it is fermented. And the fermentation process allows it to break particles into smaller, more absorbable uh, units because these peptides and actives are very large particles, and that's why they would just sit on the skin. You know, your skin is a barrier. So because the fermentation process allows it to be broken down into smaller, more absorbable pieces, it kind of separates that dead layer of skin and allows it allows the key ingredients to just get right in there deeper. So it is the fermentation process makes our delivery system superior.
0: So how long does it take for you to actually see results if you started using it? How, how long does it take for you to start seeing diminished wrinkles and smoother skin?
2: There are, what we can tell you is that the clinicals show after a 28 day, twice a day application There is a decrease in the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles. However, uh, on a personal note and from other uh, friends and family that have used it, there are people that see results in a week where they start to say, oh, my lines are getting better. They're definitely getting better. But then long term, you'll even see after 50 days, after 84 days, you'll see even more results because that's where the collagen boosting properties really come in and it plumps up. So you, you see immediate results in 28 days as far as uh, definitely clinical results, but people see it earlier, maybe a week, and then further into a month, two months, three months, you'll continue to see it because of the collagen boosting. And what we
3: tell everybody to do is, you know, for their own benefit is, you know what, take a before picture. Before you start using the cream, you know, take a picture, you don't have to share it with anybody. And this way you can, you know, kind of note your progress and see your progress over time. Because a lot of times you don't really notice a difference unless you actually look at a picture and say, oh my goodness, oh, look at those fine lines. Look at those wrinkles. They actually are diminished. And what people see after having taken a before picture is they actually really pay attention and they say, wow, I really do see results.
0: Yeah. Um Yeah. are the, the people who are mostly buying and you know, taking those pictures and buying, are they mostly people who are above a certain age? Is it directed mostly towards people with wrinkles?
3: Well, actually, you know, one of our main goals when we were creating Simply Venom was to create something universal. So we believe everyone deserves to have great skin. So we made sure that the, our creams work for both women and men and actually all skin types. So even younger people can use it as a preventative anti-aging moisturizer. We actually have 23-year-olds using it. It ranges all the way up to, you know, women in their 60s, men in their 60s. So it's a wide range. Um, But again, you know, we decided to make it for the everyday woman and man who wants to benefit from their skincare routine in an easy and cost-effective way, just to, you know, help decrease the signs of aging. So, and it's actually even safe for women who are pregnant or nursing, and they're looking for an alternative to injectables so you can use it preventatively so a lot of you know our customers who are using it that are young are using it as a preventative measure and as a great moisturizer and then you know it ranges in age you know the women who are in their 50s and 60s men who are in their 50s and 60s and 40s using it as an anti-aging to just help improve the appearance of their skin and actually make their skin more healthy
0: so would you suggest i know i mean when i as soon as i hit like 18 19 20 i remember people like freaking out and like being like oh my god i need to start using like anti-wrinkle cream and moisturizer do you suggest uh to start your using your products the day and night cream at a specific age
2: it's safe for it's safe for 18 year olds if that's your question it's safe for young people to use and um i do think it is beneficial yes i think that as we age Collagen production goes down. Collagen breakdown goes up. Uh, our, the squalene, which is a moisture barrier in our skin, also goes down. So those things start going down late 20s, early 30s. So people as young as 20, 18, use it. It's a phenomenal moisturizer, and it has all of the collagen-boosting properties and the and the ability to prevent the breakdown of collagen. The more you use it, the better it is. So it's fine to use and we do suggest using it.
0: So I think the thing that I found most fascinating about your company is that you don't use real venom. But I do notice that there are companies out there who claim to say that they do use real venom, whether it's bee venom or snake venom, in their skincare products. Are those all lies? Is it just like all about a marketing scheme? Or are they using, um, you know, something that mimics the effects as well?
2: Well, we can't speak to the ingredients or the efficacy of other brands. But for us, we take our inspiration from the power of nature. And we use science and our science background to help harness it. And therefore, we achieve great results when it comes to beauty and skincare. It Go was ahead. also
3: important for us to be cruelty-free, so that was another important factor in, you know, not wanting to use any products that were directly derived from animals, so that was very important to us as well.
2: Right, and so to, to answer the question that we don't know what other companies do, we can tell you that there is no snake venom in our product. We were inspired by the effects of snake venom. And we created our proprietary peptide complex to mimic the muscle-relaxing effects of snake venom, and that's our Synox MD that we had uh, talked about before.
0: And did you ever use did you ever use snake venom beforehand? Before you decided, you know, let's do this cruelty-free skincare line. Did you ever work with it with injectables or anything um, in the past?
2: No. Well, no. as anesthesiologists uh, who work with muscle relaxants, we became intrigued with how they stilled muscles. So for our skincare line, we looked to nature and found the power of snake venom to still muscle movements. And then we infused collagen forming actives, the synthetic peptide complex to mimic those muscle relaxing effects of snake venom. So we were, we, we, Used our expertise in what we know about muscle relaxants to guide us and use that science to guide us into harnessing science and nature.
0: So, you said that in the clinical trials that you were doing, you had people using it twice a day, day and night. Um, Is there any way that you can, like, overdose on using this, like, uh, this? your products with the synthetic venom? Is there any way that you could overuse it and perhaps damage your skin?
3: No, no, you can't. Uh, In our products, we have the highest clinically recommended levels of all of our key active ingredients. Therefore, you get the maximum benefits. And like, you know, we had mentioned earlier, the longer you use the day and the night creams, the better your results will be. So you will get the benefits of reduced fine lines and wrinkles. And over time, the effects of the collagen boosting peptides will become even better, helping improve your skin texture and smoothness. So unlike injectables, there's no risk that you will overuse Simply Venom. So it's safe to use long term. And that's what we recommend long term maintenance and also preventative.
0: Uh, To backtrack, you said that it's not safe to you to overuse injectables. How so?
3: Well, with the injectables, there are side effects. So actually with any cosmetic facial injections, there's a certain amount of time that you have to wait between injections because They last a certain amount of time. You know, you can always get a whole host of different kind of side effects, other than just facial side effects, where you see drooping eyelids, where you have like a Spock look. You know, you're kind of stuck with that for three months after your injection, and you can't really change it. So over time, you also build up a resistance, which requires even more of the product to be injected. So you know, it's you're injecting something foreign Mm -hmm. in the body, and it's going into your into your muscle. So, you know, it's dangerous. You know, you have a lot of different side effects, infections, you have, you know, you can have bleeding and obviously people know about bruising. So, you know, anytime you have an event coming up and you want to get that cosmetic facial injection, you know, you got to keep in the back of your mind, okay, if I start to get some bruising, you know, that's going to last for that. So, you know, you kind of have to be careful with any of those injections versus our skincare line, it's topically applied and we're using safe ingredients. So you know you're not going to get those reactions that you do with injections of of these chemicals.
0: Have you ever had anybody react poorly or is that is that something I mean like a rash that's happened with your skincare?
3: Actually no. no. In fact, we have a bunch of people that are using it, um family friends included that have a lot of skin allergies. So actually, one of my cousins, she has a lot of skin allergies and she's tried every kind of skincare product under the sun and she always has problems with it. She's even used organic creams, which she, you know, really didn't like. So I suggested, I said, listen, you know what, try Simply Venom. Try it on a little bit, a little portion on your face and see how you react. The next day, put a little bit more and just move forward. And you know what? She had no problems with it. And up until today, we haven't had anybody that has had a skin reaction.
2: I would also add that um are we've put our skincare products through um what we call repeat insult patch testing and there they tested over 90 people in that one sitting and there was not one reaction nothing no redness nothing to date we've had no reactions and no complaints
0: that is so like incredible i personally i suffer from somewhat sensitive skin. Um, So I have to be really careful. I have to patch test myself before I even go headfirst into a product. And a lot of times I break out to, you know, things that you wouldn't even expect. Um, So that's that's really exciting to hear that even sensitive skin can use it.
3: Yeah. I mean, when we started to formulate this, you know, we were doing this for our family and friends. And who are the biggest critics out there other than your family and friends? So we needed to make sure that it worked and that it was safe for all skin types. Because You know we would hear it if it wasn't
2: (laughs) right and my cousin i even have a cousin and a very close friend who have gluten sensitivity so we made sure that our product was gluten-free so that there's no issues that way with absorption of uh it so it's it's gluten-free paraben-free fragrance-free dye-free we cover it all
0: it's everything (laughs) that's awesome Um, So are there any other ingredients that you don't use that perhaps could replicate the same um, benefits that venom has? Well, you
2: know, you need science in the beauty industry uh, to drive things for productivity and for newness. And what's so fascinating about science and mixing science and, and nature is science is very good at harnessing the power of nature and reinventing and drawing from nature to develop agents that can help in the beauty industry. So there are always things in the beauty industry coming up, There's, it's constantly evolving. Right now, it's venom. Who knows what the future holds?
0: That's what I think attracts me so much. And part of the reason I started this podcast was because I'm so fascinated by the um i guess the relationship between science and beauty because it's so important and i think that's often overlooked
2: yeah people i don't think people realize how much in nature we use and harness and take from to make things in the medical industry in science our medications are a lot of them the ingredients the ideas come from concepts that we find in animals, in venom, in, you know, in nature itself, from plants and everything. And so it's, you can't I don't think you can have a great beauty product without combining nature and science.
0: So what is on the horizon for you guys? You have the night cream, you have the day cream. Are you guys thinking about doing any other products?
3: most definitely. So, you know, as we talked about as anesthesiologists, we bring a totally unique perspective and expertise to the world of beauty. So we're always looking for new ways to use our medical backgrounds as anesthesiologists to help people look and feel their best. So we actually have a really fantastic under eye serum that we've already formulated. And we actually have our family and friends who are trying it out for us. Because remember, like I said before, they're our harshest critics. So they're going to be the best people to tell us, Is this good? Is it working? Do they like it? Do we need to tweak it? Um, We also are working on a face cleanser, a neck cream. So we have a lot more on the horizon. So you just have to stay tuned.
0: (laughs) That's really exciting.
3: Yeah, very exciting.
0: Awesome. Well, um, did you guys have anything else you wanted to add about your line, your business, whatever?
3: Yeah, Actually, I wanted to just talk about one other thing. You know, it's what was really important for us when formulating this was to be completely transparent about our ingredients. So basically, counter to standard practices in the skincare industry, we're completely transparent. And we list the concentrations of every active ingredient in our formulas on our packaging. And, you know, this way we get, you know, a confidence in the product and people will know exactly what's in it and how much is in it. So, it was important for us that people buying the products know what the key active ingredients are and how much of them are in the formulas. You can go online, you can Google the ingredients, you can see what the clinically recommended levels were studied at, and you'll know that's exactly what's in the formula. And a lot of anti aging skincare products only include a small percentage of these peptide actives. And why? Because it's expensive. So, you know, usually what you see if you look at the ingredient list of these other brands all of these key active peptide ingredients are buried in the laundry list of ingredients. Whereas ours are formulated at the clinically recommended level so that you get the highest quality and most effective formulations. This way we have proven results.
0: Well, and also I feel like you guys don't have fillers. You don't have the parabens and the phthalates that like other companies often put into anti-aging products.
3: Absolutely not. You know, it was important for us again, you know, we were doing this for our family and friends as well as for ourselves. So we wanted a skincare cream, an anti-aging cream that was going to be safe, that wasn't going to be harsh to the skin, and that worked. So that's why we formulated it at the clinically recommend those levels so that you really do see results.
2: Um, the other thing, uh, Jen, you asked about if there was anything else we wanted to add. Uh, I wanted to also add that We made sure that our packaging isn't just pretty. We deliver precision calibrated metered doses. And and what that means is that each time you pump, you take a pump, it's the same volume and concentration in each pump. And that that ensures that accuracy that that we find as scientists so important. Uh, The other thing is that we've made sure that it's airless, so it's free of contamination. Airless pumps are my
0: favorite thing. Oh, they're the best. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, who, you know, I hate sticking my fingers in a jar every time because I'm like, oh my goodness, it's like, you know, even washing your hands, you're sticking your fingers in a jar and applying it on your face. It's just kind of (laughs) gross.
0: Yeah. I heard that a product goes bad after like 10 days or something if it's in a pot. So that's so valuable to have it in an airless pump.
2: Oh and and then airless pump. Our product lasts. We have a period after opening of two years. So this product will last two years. But guess what? You're going to use it much faster than that. Trust me, because you're <laughs> going to love it. But it, it definitely it definitely has a very long shelf life because of the fact that we've made sure that it's airless um, and free of contamination. Uh, we tell our we tell our um, friends two pumps is usually all you need apply it to the face in an upward motion you can put it on your neck if you need it put it all over your face under your eyes your crow's feet all over labial folds which are the corners by your nose put it everywhere your entire face
0: so. awesome um so where do you, where can you where can people buy all of your products you're on line you're on hsn is that right
3: yeah so you can buy our products on our website simply and you can also buy the products um, on hsn.com and as well as truthinaging.com. So you have a couple of options.
0: Uh, are you guys ever going to, are you thinking about, you know, stores and brick and mortar or anything? Uh, probably down the line. We'll, uh, we're, we have a,
2: a lot of salons that are now um, knocking on the door, telling us that they're interested in the product. So uh we may put it in some salons to start out and um you know we're gonna we're gonna try um we're gonna try the uh, online avenue and then um slowly uh go into uh a brick and mortar
0: awesome that's so exciting
2: yeah right. <laughs> it's great
0: <laughs> thank you so much for you know letting me know all about your products and your line and I'm just so you know, excited to hear about your story. And I love that you're both anesthesiologists. I, there's nothing more valuable than you know, somebody who has knowledge in their industry. So that's great.
2: Yeah. Great. Well, thanks that's for having great. us. Yes. We, we appreciated talking with you and, um, we'll,
3: and we'll, we'll talk again when our questions. new products come out.
0: Yeah. Yes, I'm so excited right. to hear it. <laughs> yeah. So that's it. That's our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening. And if you want to learn more about Simply Venom, you can check them out on their Instagram at Simply Venom. And if you want to learn more about our podcast, go to Instagram at Speckled Blog and Facebook at Speckled Blog or our blog and website, www.speckled.blog. This episode was produced by the amazing Jorge Estrada, and we will see you in an episode very soon. Thanks. Bye, guys.